Hello and welcome to the Highly Sensitive Soul Podcast. My name is Lisa Matthews, and together we'll explore both the gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive so that you can bring your unique magic out into the world. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of the Highly Sensitive Soul podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Matthews, a flower essence practitioner, circle space holder, and a registered cranial sacral therapist. I am really in a space of slowness today. You might hear it in my voice or just feel that general vibe from me. So I felt really called to still record even in this space of slowness and share a few things about this state of mind because I think as highly sensitives, sometimes we crave that slowness. We may even crave for just everything to stop for a while so that we can just take a breath so we can catch up with ourselves. So I'm going to explore some of these themes a little bit more today, as well as share an experience from the weekend that was a little challenging that I've walked many times before, and I feel like many of us, uh, many of you listening, will have had the same experience. But first off, just to name that slowness in our culture can have a really negative connotation. Almost like that word sensitivity, sometimes there is a weakness associated from it. Yet I interpret the opposite. Some people actually have the theory that being highly sensitive is an evolutionary advantage. Which of course, I like that. (laughs) Sounds great to me. But this idea of slowness is often frowned upon, looked down on. Where is your contribution? Why aren't you being productive? Yet slowness is key both to enjoy from just a a resting, a resetting, a coming back to center, just from that standpoint, the straight up recovery standpoint, And slowness is key for being able to hear our thoughts, to be able to really absorb the wisdom, say, from the plants. If our mind is always running a million miles an hour, it can be quite challenging to actually say, connect the dots from different experiences and maybe have a new insight from that to gain the wisdom from an experience we just went through. We need introspective time in our lives. And yes, it is in the height of summer. If you're in BC, you're probably still in not the intensity of the heat wave, but it's still pretty warm here (laughs) and will be for a while. So even though there can be this energy of lots happening, lots going on, like I spoke about in the previous episode, 
Think about the long, lazy days of summer as well. Maybe you had that experience as a kid where it's summer vacation, not much to do, just kind of lazing around and not even needing to do too much. The days can be quite simple. I also realized not everyone had that experience as a child growing up. And in this current day and age, this idea of simplifying life, of bringing in slowness, can actually be a little bit counterintuitive. Honestly, I feel like we can do more by taking on less. We can actually accomplish more by taking on less responsibilities, less tasks, And a a big part of this, rather, is because we can do them with greater clarity, with greater thought, and with slowness. Apparently the word of the episode today. (laughs) And highly sensitives are known for being able to really dive deep into their given subject, whatever interests them, or perhaps at work, to really explore things deeply and to make connections between seemingly opposite areas. Not every highly sensitive will experience their mind in this way or experience life in this way. It can be a reasonably common experience as well. But having the space to actually dive into something... And then having the time to, say, just lie down on the grass and look at the clouds, to let your mind drift as well, can make those new connections, those new insights, those aha moments. So the the experience that I was alluding to earlier was at a time when I really wanted slowness in my day. And I really wanted introspective and introverted time. I wanted my hermit time, as they say. And it wasn't available to me in that moment. Though I recognize it was still a choice. So I'll set the scene here. That I'd had a fairly full week in a good way. Now, by that, I mean I had some new projects on the go. We had our our first live circle of the Flower Essence Monthly Magic Group, which was super fun. I had a couple new clients, a couple returning clients, a couple regular clients, some social things going on. Now, I also had this during my ovulation time when my energy personally for me is the highest I feel the most social I want to be around people more and so I had planned those things knowing that and then on the weekend I went for quite a long hike with a couple of friends what I kind of mentally planned on being about a 
sort of six, seven hour outing, including driving, not hiking that whole time, ended up being a six, seven hour hike, (laughs) mostly stopping and talking and going for swims and taking the views. It was glorious. But it was also about 38 degrees on the way back. It was a warm, warm hike. It was wonderful. And at the same time, I was very tired by the end of it. So I'd gotten to now the end of Saturday. I was very filled on an inner level from the time outside and the beauty of the lake and time spent with friends. But I was tired. (laughs) I was pretty, uh, well, pretty sure that I needed some recharged time. And yet I knew that following morning, I had already committed to a meeting, which normally I wouldn't dive into meetings, uh, work-related meetings, I mean, on a weekend, though this is a project I'm really excited about and I did want to show up. I did want to be there live and that was the request that we all join, if at all possible. So I woke up on Sunday and went, okay, this is me really wanting that time to myself. I wanted that slowness and I had it for the rest of the day. I knew I had to show up for an hour and then I had the rest of the day to go my own pace. But let me ask you this. Have you ever experienced it's almost painful when you're in a group and everyone's excited, everybody's full of energy and they're all smiles and ready to go and ready to talk and you're not in that same headspace. Now, again, culturally, there's this kind of pressure to still smile and to show up and kind of match the energy. I'm also an empath, or I consider myself to be highly empathic. So in some ways, I was definitely feeling everybody's excited energy, but it was so much not in mesh with where my energy was at, my quiet space. And I went, okay, let me think about this intentionally and consciously. How can I navigate this in a way that that feels okay to me? Yes, I had still made the choice to show up, to arrive. I didn't have to. I could have canceled. That was an option, and that is a wonderful option to take advantage of at times when we so desire. But given that I'm there in a Zoom meeting... Everyone's on camera. (laughs) I really gave myself as much space as I could to feel how I was feeling. To let my face be neutral and not smiling all the time. I'd catch myself like, oh, I'm putting that mask of happy person on. Just let myself be. I wasn't particularly unhappy. It was just not in alignment with where my energies were. Sundays are a pretty sacred time for me anyway, just to have that slow day of the week. And when it came time to my own introduction, I actually shared, I actually named out loud, oh yes, this is my name, this is my background, all of that. But I said, and if you pick up that I'm kind of low energy or kind of neutral right now, I'm just in a 
a recovery state right now. I'd normally be resting a little bit more today. So I'm just honoring that and going a little slower. So just wanted to share that. No one was shocked. No one had anything bad to say about that. And the rest of the meeting actually felt a lot better because I'm like, okay, I've named where I'm at. I didn't have to. That was not a requirement. But I share some of these things to give you some ideas of how to navigate these situations because the opposite, which I've done plenty of times, the opposite of kind of forcing ourselves to be perky, to be happy, to be kind of that happy-go-lucky, it can be incredibly exhausting to mask our emotions and to wear a mask can be very draining and require a lot of recovery time. And I want to be really gentle in naming this because there may come a moment where some of you realize, oh my gosh, I do this a lot. I've had those moments. Where I'm like, okay, hold on. Let's come back to how I'm actually feeling. So if you're in a state of wanting that slowness, wanting that quiet, sometimes it feels like we want that 24-7 for as far as the eye can see in the calendar. And honestly, I needed a lot more slowness rather in my life when I was in a deep state of recovery, when I was recovering from illness, when I was navigating my spiritual emergency, I needed a lot of sleep and rest and slowness. And at the time I felt really bad. I wasn't, I wasn't contributing or I wasn't doing what I should be doing in life. Big quotes around that. So allowing ourselves to create space for that slowness, and if we feel like we need a lot of it, knowing that that may actually be a temporary thing, or it may not, and that's okay. Our internal wiring may be set at a slower pace than, say, living in the center of New York City. One of the reasons why moving out to the Kootenays in a really small town One of the reasons why this has been so beneficial for for me and I feel for both of us, my partner and I, has been the slower pace overall. Sure, it's easy to still fill up life even in a small town out here. It felt like this whole area just was a bit of a slower vibe, so I appreciate that. I also really leaned into my tools and practices in the city and really took a lot of time for myself and that slowness that I needed there. But I'm really grateful, so grateful, and honestly honored to live in this place that I live now. So just to recap a little bit there, when I was feeling that need to be a little more introspective, a little bit more introverted, 
and yet had still chosen to show up to a group event. I honored how I was feeling as best I could. Sure, I still caught myself smiling and happy in the camera and went, okay, wait, just this is, and I could feel like, oh, this is hard to hold the, the smile, hard to maintain. So I was like, okay, just come back. And yeah, it was helpful. I'm glad I went. I'm glad I got to meet everyone. But I could also come into that space as myself. I also just named where I was at, not in a way that asked anything of anybody. It wasn't me saying, oh, I need support for this. It was just naming. Naming that I was feeling just, yeah, at a slower pace that day. So all of those are options for you. And of course, if you're on Zoom, well, I definitely turn my camera off a little bit here and there just to not be on as much. So another experience that I'll share briefly here is actually from yesterday. I was on social media a lot yesterday, a lot more than I normally am. I've shared in circles and in different spaces before about my use of social media as it's a little different than uh, most people's, but I was actually invited to do a takeover. I've never done a takeover, so this was kind of fun. And I was invited to do a takeover of the 5D Business Collective. It's one of the wonderful business communities that I'm in with some really cool people and just a different perspective on business. I'm not an affiliate or anything like that with them. I just really, really like their work. So I had this takeover. I've seen a bunch of different takeovers in the past and... I had this long list planned of things I wanted to get done. And then I went, okay, hang on a minute here. (laughs) This is over planning well and truly because I knew how much energy it would take to just think mindfully about what I want to share and what I want to communicate to others because I want to just to basically provide a behind-the-scenes look at a day in the life of a highly sensitive business owner, while also providing self-care tips, some of the ways that I practice in my business, how I meet my clients. I had a long list of things I wanted to share. I got quite a, I think, for the most part, I touched on them all. But as maybe you've experienced this too, there's so much more I wanted to share and dive deep in. I find it challenging to provide snippets of things, so you'll see most episodes on this podcast are, are going to be on the longer longer side, the kind of classic hour long. This one, likely not quite as long, but other podcasts have like five minute episodes and that's just not my style. I like to go a little deeper and not saying a five minute episode has anything wrong with it. I get lots of value from those too. Just my style. So to have to share in snapshots and one minute videos or a single picture or a few words was kind of a challenge for me. But anyway, connecting this to the theme of this episode of slowness is that at the start of the day, 
And actually throughout the day, I actually felt quite good. I was really in some ways surprised about how much I was A, just sharing things on the social medias. Not not new to that game, so at least uh, there wasn't so much that sort of fear of sharing my face, fear of sharing what I'm up to. Those I, I'm thankful to have navigated fairly early on. But I was in much more of an excited space, a much more upbeat space than, say, on the weekend, on the Sunday when I was going to that meeting. But even given that, that my, my internal energy was in a different space, I felt really recovered, I felt really good, I knew how much I needed to bring in slowness in the day, or that I was going to be fried by five o'clock, and that is never my intention, is never my goal, is never any of our goals. Though I knew how, even if I'm in like an excited space, feeling really good, I can burn through my batteries pretty quick. So to balance that, I planned in, as I often do, some literal space. That was great grammar there, but I'm going to leave it in. (laughs) I planned in literal space between tasks to just go sit outside, to stare at the tree, to lie on the ground, to give my nervous system a chance to unwind, to settle, to pause. So even though it was Definitely a busier day. There was more happening. I had quite a few flower essences to get ready. It's a bit of a process for that, sterilizing and just being, for me, I like to be in a particular state to make remedies, to blend. And I like to, well, I'll elaborate. I just like to feel cleansed and calm and grounded when I'm making medicine. I think that's important. So I do my best to be in that state to be in as well a receptive state for any intuitive guidance that I may have while I'm making remedies or while I'm working with people. This is important to me. But if I have booked myself solid from first thing in the morning to the end of the day, it's much harder for me to access that calm, grounded space. So this is the value of slowness the value of planning it in. That I could have a fairly full day and I took a few things off my plate. I planned to draft out some notes for this yesterday. I'd planned to record a couple videos for the Flower Magic group. They didn't happen yesterday and that's okay. They're happening today. And it was only because of those periods of slowness that when I got to the end of the day said my goodbye on my IG takeover to the 5D Business Collective group. I sat back and was like, oh, okay, what shall I do tonight? Which I was really pleased by. Because there have been plenty of times in my life where I get to the end of the day and I cannot wait to just sit on the couch and do nothing. (laughs) And dinner doesn't happen until way later because I don't have the energy to even cook. Thankfully, those days are pretty few and far between at this stage in life, something I experienced very early on before I really understood my sensitivities, before I understood how to work within my inner rhythms, 
and before I really connected to the value of slowness in life. So at 5.10, I think it was, when my partner comes down and says, hey, you've got a few of our friends that are going to go play disc golf. And they're meeting at 5.30. It was really easy for me to say yes. And I was really excited to say yes and get outside and have some movement. And the huckleberries are in full glory right now. So that was a bonus. Very grateful to huckleberries. So tasty. And there's lots of huckleberry bushes all through the disc golf course. Side note, if you've never heard of disc golf, it's kind of like, well, golf, obviously. But instead of uh, using clubs and a ball, you have a small frisbee and a number of different frisbees that are different weights and turn different ways. And without getting too into disc golf, it's really fun. And just a really great way to walk around the woods with a few friends. I was only able to say yes to that and to be excited about it and to go and have a really great night because I had paced myself throughout the day. I had brought in that spaciousness that I needed and my batteries were still running pretty good even by five o'clock. So I shared a few different experiences today to hopefully provide you with the value and a perspective shift on slowness. And I can already hear some of you going, okay, that's lovely, but I have a 40 plus hour a week job, plus kids, plus add in the other commitments. And my question to you is, What are the mini ways, even the micro ways, that you can bring slowness into your day? If you go for a coffee or a tea and actually walk to the shop, can you book an extra five minutes and walk through the park instead? Can you take all your kids, if they like being out in the woods and everybody feels good out there and can access them, can you take them off for a walk after work? There are no stock answers of how to bring in slowness into our day, especially when our society is designed for a fast-paced lifestyle. can take some time to find the ways to build it in that work for you, but I offer this as an invitation to just get curious about them, to explore and experiment and come up with maybe ways that you didn't think were actually slowness. Slowness does not have to look like sitting on a cushion and meditating. That's a wonderful way of bringing slowness and even stillness into your day, but you may or may not have noticed in this episode, I haven't even named meditation yet. So what out-of-the-box ways can you bring in some space to your day, some time for your nervous system to decompress, a way to bring in some more joy, some upliftment into your life, couple other really simple ideas for those that like crystals. If anyone could see my desk right now, 
I really like crystals, so I have quite a few around. So in between, say, emails or writing, I may just grab a stone and just sit and look at it for a few moments. I'm not doing anything formal. I'm not trying to quiet my mind. I'm not trying to do anything. It's just a really beautiful stone and beautiful crystal to look at, whichever I picked up, because they're all beautiful. And it's a lovely energy to connect with. I'll intuitively pick up whichever is most supportive for me at that moment. Just kind of go, okay, who wants to sit with me for a minute and reach over and pick out whoever. You can bring more slowness into your day by having soothing songs or maybe uplifting songs. They don't have to be very zen. They can, it can be rock song, whatever, whatever works for you. But having a playlist or even just a single song downloaded on your phone, having it available, if you can simply listen to the song for a few minutes and that it's not going to have a million notifications pulling you in different directions, realize that after I suggested the music. My phone has very few notifications. I've turned most of them off long ago. So knowing that bringing music in, if you're a sound-sensitive person, if you're easily overwhelmed by sound, it can also be one of our gifts that sound can be particularly soothing to us when it is the right choice of music for us in that moment. It may not be. It's just an observation that I've, I've seen. Other ways of having slowness is to plan an unstructured day. Plan days where you have no commitments made. Now, this isn't the sneaky day where you kind of in the back of your mind are planning to get all the laundry, all the grocery, all the chores done. This is an actual unstructured day or even an unstructured hour. I remember in my early 20s, the partner that I had at the time just did not understand my need to have some weekends with just nothing planned. No trips, no big bike rides, no big social gatherings. He couldn't wrap his head around this idea and I couldn't articulate it when I was 21. I don't think I really had taken in the term highly sensitive. I didn't understand it then. He just couldn't wrap his head around this need to have free time because what a waste. Why not fill it up with meeting friends, going to get stronger on the bike, whatever was valuable at the time to him. He just couldn't understand the, the need that I had. And I remember almost this anxiety, this panicky feeling when I'd look at my calendar and see like no end in sight, seeing no gaps. I, at the time, was just finishing my Bachelor of Nursing degree and working two jobs and meeting with a lot of friends socially. So I still needed some time in there. It was pretty rare to actually have a full day off, but having a full schedule, as far as the eye could see, was a sure way to bring in some anxiety into my life. So I didn't have that level of awareness that I do now, and that's okay. 
and I make sure to create the space for slowness in my life today. Well, I'm going to pause and just tune in here and see if there's anything else to share on slowness in this moment. There's so much more I could bring in on it. Okay, I literally paused the recording for a minute there. Two things come up to round out this episode, and one of them is, what about when slowness feels stressful? What about when I slow down and my mind is moving at a million miles an hour and I feel worse? That is an invitation to find ways to gear down. And again, this is all choice if you even want to gear down and slow down. But I find, think of a car. If it's going along at 100 kilometers an hour, and in your mind you think of, okay, I want to stop, you don't slam on the brakes and scream to a stop. You just gently coast in. If you have a standard like mine, you're probably literally gearing down. So if you've been going a million miles an hour in your day, in your week, for years, what are some in-between activities that help slow you down a little bit? Maybe that is to actually hop on your bike and still have some movement. Yes, biking is a go-to because I do that a reasonable amount. (laughs) As an example, I'm in. And... What is something in your life that feels like something you can use to almost be a bridge from the busy, really active mind to enjoying the slowness? A few alternative ways of leaning into slowness are if you are a person with a period, if there are times in the month when you naturally feel slower, Can you use that as a time to practice being in that slowed down space? I've spoken before about how much time I take and how I actually know my cycle's coming a little bit early because I am in this really slowed down mindset already. This is the beauty of tracking your cycle, tracking your rhythms. You start to notice, oh, I feel a certain way right before my cycle starts. And you can use that as a way to know, especially if you're a regular, oh, okay, perhaps my bleed is going to begin soon. Something in me really wants to still, like, apologize or name, oh, if you're not comfortable talking about periods or not, you don't have a period, but I'm actually going to just allow that sensation to be there. And still name it anyway, because I am, if you haven't picked up listening to this podcast from the the beginning anyway, I am very open and I also believe it's really important to begin to normalize this very normal thing that happens in a huge percentage of the population for decades. So why can't we talk about it a little more? I won't go down that side road (laughs) too far here. So are there times in the month 
that you feel a little bit more naturally slowed down. Often right before my cycle comes, it's almost now I recognize it as, it's almost like this, honestly, this blissful state. I don't use that word lightly. I've never done really hallucinogenic drugs or anything like that, but from uh, being a very empathic person, you do get a slight sense of how these things feel. And of course, from my own spiritual experiences, there is a state of bliss that can be quite wonderful to be in and to still be relatively connected to the earth. So most cycles, I'll feel that almost like a gateway opens up and I'm in this state of slowness. And when I take the time to sink into it, it can become quite blissful. It's one of my favorite times of the month, actually. Now, I used to think, oh, I get really anxious before my period. I get really uncomfortable. I'm really all over the map, emotions-wise. And I've done a lot of healing work on this in many different ways. But one element is that I realized, oh... I have overplanned the days that I need that slowness because, say today, while I'm in this slower pace, if I had a jam-packed day and there was nothing that could be moved, nothing that could be rescheduled, and I forced myself to sit through all of it and I masked my emotions and I put on a happy face, I would feel really anxious and really emotional. So I dance between my own energies and the energies of my schedule. I plan as best I can, knowing that I'm not 110% going to be every, say, 28 days. Though my cycle has definitely shifted to be much more regular than it ever was. So you can bring in slowness by looking either through your inner cycle, your inner moon time, and or if you don't have a moon time or as another way, Look up to the moon. It's often said that the new moon, when there is full darkness, is a time for introspection. It's a time for slowness. It's a time for reflecting back on the the previous month, the last month, and a time for setting intentions moving forward. Maybe you have a different relationship to the moon just being curious, is there a time within the lunar month that I naturally feel more slowness? So I hope I'm tying this together well enough that in this episode I've shared a few few experiences of either wanting slowness and it not really being available in that second and how I dealt with that and navigated it. And then the opposite of how when I felt awesome and still needed to bring in some slowness in the day to just keep my batteries at a a nice level. And then now just offering some suggestions of ways to bring it into your life, especially if it is challenging to slow down. This is a very big topic. I feel like I've opened a can of worms. (laughs) But when you bring in technology and social media, it does train our attention to be in bite-sized chunks and to be moving a lot. This is not a judgment. If you really enjoy social media, if it is a coping skill for you, this is not a, a very strict suggestion of doing things a certain way. You do you for sure. But one of the ways that I use social media in a way that feels more balanced to me is 
I actually do not follow anyone. I don't have, say, when I log on to Instagram, anyone else's posts on my screen. There's no stories. There's mine. They show up. I'll name that. I get the occasional ad. But since Instagram, I feel like I've like gone underneath the system here. Since Instagram doesn't have a browsing history for me anymore, it doesn't know what ads to show me. So I get all kinds of random ones. It's actually quite funny. So... Yes, some of them are are relatively on point, but there's some that I'm like, I have no idea why I'm seeing this. So it's been a long journey with renegotiating my connection to digital media of any form, computer, phone. I actually have run a course called Healing Habits on rewiring these habits and finding new ways to reclaim our very precious attention because we're reclaiming our energy. And as I have used social media less, as I've worked through some of these layers, I'm not perfect by any stretch, but very different than where I was a few years ago. I find it much easier to access focus. I find my mind often moves slower. And then I have days where their thoughts are going faster and that's okay. I don't want to paint some like rose-colored utopia. Oh, I figured everything out. Not at all. I'm a growing human (laughs) and I do my best to learn from my experiences and I use that to create a spacious, intentional and conscious life for myself as best that I can. And lastly on this topic for today, remember like 10 minutes ago when I paused to tune in and see what else needed to be shared, I said there were two things. The first was around that slowness when it's hard to slow down. It's also a great time to get support, whether that be through a practitioner you already know. This is something I support people with for sure. This idea of slowing our lives down, creating an intentional life. I use a lot of flower essences for this. White chestnut is for those circling thoughts that aren't productive. They don't actually lead to any new insight, but Your mind is just whirring and spinning, often with the same issue. So there's some flower essences I use specifically for this. So know there's support available if that feels helpful for you. But the second thing that showed up to share is the shame of slowness. If we take a lot of time for ourselves, If we aren't doing as much outwardly, if we don't have much to show for our time, these are all very cultural concepts that, I keep saying this word cultural concepts, what I mean by that is the more patriarchal society, the Western world that is very much kind of driving home your worth is your productivity. And it is so far from the truth. But it can feel like our worth is our productivity. So it can feel shameful to claim slowness. I wanted to share that and bring that in and go that it's okay to feel that way. In some ways we have been culturally trained to think about it that way. So what a wonderful gift to give to yourself to bring in curiosity, openness, compassion about, hey, I wonder how I could bring slowness in. How can I support my highly attuned, 
sensitive nervous system, my sensitive energetic body in a way that feels good to me. Just play with it. Have some fun with it. So just a bit more of a food for thought point there as I'm looking at this recording time going, wow, here I am thinking I'd have a shorter episode and we're nearly up to 45 minutes already. So I'll share a few announcements, which I usually do at the beginning. They didn't feel like showing up at the start, so I'll bring them in now and then move us towards a close for today. So one exciting announcement that I'm really happy to have finally shared is that I have an online shop for flower essences. The first blend that showed up to be shared is the Empathic Boundaries blend. This blend can bring a powerful strength to your boundaries while allowing you to stay in deep connection with your compassionate heart and the gifts of your sensitivity. It's composed of essences that are in the Bach Flower Remedy line from California Flower Essence Services and one that I've made myself. So know that that is available and an option for you. You can head to bit.ly forward slash flower essence shop and it'll direct you to my online store. Now at this point I'm shipping only within North America, though you can always send me an email if you're outside those areas and I can look at logistics for getting that blend to you. If you already know which flower essences you would like to have in a blend, I have a very wide variety of them and you can also select that option as well. So, shop is starting off small, easing in, and I'll be growing it over the coming months and years. The other announcement is about this month's Awakening Soul Circle. Now, if you're going, wait, wasn't it the Awakening HSP Circle? I've shifted the name slightly, and it is still very much a gathering for highly sensitive people. And this month, I will be offering in-person circles again here in Rosalind, BC. If you're near the area, then I would love to meet you, love to sit in circle with you. And if you are nowhere near Rosalind, I am keeping the online circles as well. So there's a wonderful community that is well and truly uh, been coming in from around the world. We've had people in from Australia, New York, all across Canada. It has been really wonderful to connect with people in ways that I otherwise wouldn't. So the online circle is staying as well. I'm adding the in-person. They will both be on July 28th this month. So all the info is on my website, combinationhealing.ca forward slash events. And last but not least, Flower Essence Monthly Magic is currently running. We're having such a great time with our first feature flower essence. And I am literally about to, today, start sending out the essence for the second month. 
So if you are curious to learn more about flower essences and learning how to make your own and to have these experiences within a group, then I invite you to check out Flower Essence Monthly Magic. So again, that information is also on my website at that same link. I'll put them all in the show notes too. So I'm going to wrap us up today, move us towards a close. I'm laughing because, yeah, we're reasonably close to an hour. I'm a long-form content, diving a little bit deeper kind of person. So I invite you to think about ways that you can reclaim slowness in your day. Have that curiosity to think outside the box and to see if you so choose, how slowness can be woven into the fabric of your life. It has certainly made a difference for my nervous system, for my energy body, and really helped me connect to myself and the things that are deeply meaningful in my life. So with that, I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day. And until next time, bye for now.